on planet Earth, wherever you are in the USA. Welcome to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to take a deep dive once again, a deep dive into understanding truth, because when you understand truth as it applies to your life and your family's life and your friend's life and the life of people in your nation, when you really comprehend, process, and understand truth, you are no longer a slave. Now, most people in America, as, the, as it is in the rest of the world, have been slaves their entire life. And it goes back, you know, a thousand years or more to ancient mystery Babylon. And they have been slaves from generation to generation, beginning with what I refer to as the Pharaoh God King system. And we still have that Pharaoh God King system uh, alive and well in America and the, the world right now. We have an invisible hierarchy controlling planet Earth. And who are these invisible leaders? Actually, in our time, they're not necessarily invisible. And by that, I mean that the world and our nation, for the most part, is ruled by a set of visible leaders. You may and probably have seen them on videos and audios and podcasting and uh, TV programs and all kinds of social media, all kinds of internet appearances, lectures, TED Talks, and so on and so forth. Most likely, you have seen many of these leaders of the world uh, on your internet. Now, you don't always get to see them because many times you're looking right at them. And I'm not talking about you, the regular listeners of the Paul McGuire Report. I'm talking about people that you know overwhelmingly, if they're, if they're channel surfing, they will often look at somebody making a speech or somebody talking or uh, speaking before a conference or a convention or whatever. And the people that you know, but they're not in the know, uh, they look at these people, but the, but the light doesn't turn on in, in their heads. They, they're able to comprehend linguistically what their name is, their title, things of that nature, but they can't really tell you whether or not that the person they're looking at is one of the invisible elite, one of the rulers of the world. They can't tell you that, and they can't tell you most things, like, like looking up uh, at the at the once blue sky of sunny California or the once blue sky of anywhere in the USA. It used to be the sky and the clouds had particular colors, formations, and shapes, and specific cycles, at least for the most part, at least generally. But about 20 years after I moved to uh, Hollywood, I began to notice that the weather was no longer a kind of spontaneous, natural, organic event. I began to notice that the weather looked like it was scripted. Uh, a scientific term for the weather looked like it's scripted means the weather looks like it was geoengineered and that they inserted 
all kinds of chemical compounds and things of that nature into the lower atmosphere or the skies or seeded the clouds and then uh, simul simultaneously or at different time spheres they would fire these massive uh, EMF electromagnetic frequency towers they would aim them into the ionosphere and they'd send up such a high blast and such a high frequency of EMF that they would cause the literal ions of the atmosphere to, bo to boil. And this had an interlocking effect with the weather patterns all over the world, and it could create a drought. It could create an earthquake. You say, oh, what are you talking about? It could create an earthquake? How, how, how could something that you're aiming at the sky possibly create an earthquake? I'm not going to answer that question for you right now. Because to, to answer that question intelligently would require a minimum of an hour. But there is a scientific answer for it. It's nothing mysterious. They've known this technology, geoengineering, weather modification technology since the 1940s. In fact, I was channel surfing one day on Netflix, and I just happened to catch a, this was years after I'd known all about it, but I happened to catch a documentary on uh, one of the guys in the military who, who was considered the father of weather modification weaponry. So you see your friend looks up at the sky and all they see is erratic, uh, non-random, weird-looking patterns. But when you and I look up at the sky, or when people we know who look up at the sky, the people who use their brains, like you, like me, when those of us that still have our perceptive abilities intact look up at the sky, we see the signature of mankind. We see the, the signature of weather modification technology being used or employed. We know that this weather, these erratic weather patterns, aren't just you know, going off spontaneously like firecrackers or something. And yet, you and I will interact with these people, many of them Christians, and the first thing that will come out of their mouths when you bring up the existence and the reality of things like weather modification technology, geoengineering, etc., the first thing that many of these people that we interact with who claim to be Christians will say when we talk about such technologies, they will scot at us, they will mock us, they will they will uh, sneer at us and infer that we're stupid or uneducated or, or conspiracy theorists. And you know what? That kind of feedback uh, began in my own life uh, easily in second grade or first grade. And that kind of feedback was like going full blast by the time I entered third grade, because I remember choosing a book to read as part of my PS69 Jackson Heights Queens third grade reading assignment. I was assigned, you could choose the book you wanted to read, so I read the dystopian novel Brave New World about a futuristic dictatorship, which would be managed by a scientific 
elite, uh, a technological elite that would use scientific mind control and brainwashing to to hypnotize the people and and program the people. And so the people were overwhelmingly desirous of performing their duties as slaves, yet simultaneously had absolutely no clue whatsoever that indeed they were slaves. Because the, the efficiency of the scientific programming, according to Huxley in his novel Brave the World, the efficiency of the scientific dictatorship was that they could produce a fully blown Manchurian candidate. You know, that's like a program politician or something. You've seen movies about Manchurian candidates. They're all over the place. When I started writing books and speaking about Manchurian candidates many, many, many years ago, People didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, literally, because the term uh, was meaningless to them. But in my book, I just did this for kicks. So in my book, uh, Power from on High, I deal, I have a chapter in there on Manchurian candidates. And just for kicks, I list about 20, eh, about 20 uh, names of big movies or big episodic TV shows or big, big actors, superstars, who have all participated in a, like, really intense uh, MKUltra uh, mind-control-themed uh, movie. And from when I began my career many years ago, this was a word that nobody talked about. And now it's like one of the... I mean, literally, you can hardly pass by a day in the news. I'm talking about the, the British news or the American news or whatever. You can hardly pass by a day where some powerful media outlet somewhere isn't covering a story on mind control, cults, hypnosis, uh, MKUltra. I mean, it's constantly in front of our faces because that once upon a time in America, a dirty little secret is that America began to experiment with scientific mind control when they learned the techniques from the Nazi mind control scientists, and they used the formula of pain, drugs, and hypnosis to program people for a variety of reasons. So, when you and I are looking up at the sky, and we cannot fathom how our friends or associates and our loved ones can look up at the same sky and they don't notice that the sky and the, the awkward and completely impossible zigzags that they call chemtrails are just accidental. You really have to be stupid to believe that they're just accidental. Stupid. Well, you would think that people would be embarrassed about being perceived as stupid. Obviously, they're not, because they can proudly attempt to ridicule you and ridicule, ridicule me. They call us conspiracy theorists because we have a hunger for the truth. Now they've upped the scale, so they are now using computers and computer profiling and artificial intelligence and social media and all kinds of other. Uh, computer technology 
they're using all of that technology to profile all the people uh, who could potentially be conspiracy theorists in America, or who ask too many questions, or who are patriotic to our Constitution and the American way of life, or are uh, believing Christians or believers in the Bible, both the Old Testament and the New Testament. And these people, you know, the Orwellian superstate, the global reset, the Klaus Schwab's of this world, the uh, Ariel Noah, I can't ever pronounce his name, so I'm going to stop right there, uh, Harari. I hope I got it in the right order. You know, he he has been groomed to be a leader in this. Once upon a time in America, it was called the New World Order. Now it's called the Global Reset. So what these people have done, they've hijacked the power structures of America, the monetary structures of America, the educational structures the uh, scientific, technological structures, the political, economic structures of America. They've hijacked all of them, and they are uh, moving them into what the World Health Organization and the United Nations calls, now calls, uh, the global reset. The global reset. And for decades now, they have secretly selected their their aspiring females and males who they have chosen to be the superstars, the spokespeople, the cultural leaders, the political leaders, the philosopher kings, the guiding forces, men of men and women of incredibly synthetic, incredibly virtual reality, synthetic individuals, virtual reality individuals who have been programmed, tailor-made, educated to respond, think, believe, and uh, usher forth a particular ideology. And they've been doing this for a long time, while Christians, proverbially, have been asleep at the wheel. And God's word says, awake sleeper, rise from the dead, and the light of Jesus Christ will shine upon you. So while God's people have been asleep and have ignored the watchman on the wall that God has risen up in our time period, and with the risk of being perceived as boasting, and I'm not, I'm not boasting, there's nothing to boast about, but myself and many other people, perhaps yourself, we are watchmen and watchwomen on the wall. We know the truth. We see the enemy of God's people and the enemies of Antichrist moving aggressively forward to destroy us. And our job is to use everything that God has put at our disposal. Our job is to climb the, the watchtower, which is elevated. And from the watchtower, you can see the enemy coming miles and miles away, and it is the solemn responsibility of the watchman in the Old Testament under the nation of Israel that when the watchman saw the enemies of God's people begin to sneak up and, 
and begin to sneak into the camp of Israel for the purpose of slaughtering the Israelites. It was the watchman's solemn duty to blow the shofar or the trumpet as loud as he could, which would rouse the troops of Israel, get them to put their armor on, uh, uh, get them ready for battle, positioned, uh, uh, secure the walls and the towers and everything, so they could not only withstand a military attack, but they could counter uh, and, and not be the victims. They would be the victors in a battle with the enemy. And God wants that done today. And this ministry, I can say, not with boasting, only by the grace of God, this ministry, Paul McGuire Ministries, Paradise Mountain Church International, has been using every form of media, television, social media, uh, radio, TV, video, audio, for going back minimally 40 years, minimally, because I began producing all kinds of stuff when I was a, a really young man, and Christian stuff. And collectively, by the grace of God and nothing else, uh, as you look back on all these decades of ministry, uh, I, by the grace of God, have been faithfully blowing the shofar or the trumpet of warning God's people through books and speaking, etc. I have uh, uh, alerted God's people to the encroachment of the enemies of God. I have preached the gospel in season and out of season. And by the grace of God, countless people have come to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior uh, year after year. Huge numbers of people have been converted, saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, and they've been taught a biblical worldview. So, when you say, well, what's the fruit of Paul McGuire's life? That's the only thing you should be asking, by the way. Not whether, whether you like me or not, you know, I'd like you to like me, but it's not a deal breaker. The only question you should be asking yourself in relationship to Paul McGuire it's the same question you would ask about anybody else. <clears throat> Is Paul McGuire faithful to the Word of God? Is Paul McGuire preaching sound doctrine? Is Paul McGuire winning souls? Is he a faithful watchman on the wall? And the answer, of course, should be yes to all of those things. And if Paul McGuire is faithful in those critical areas, measured and qualified by Jesus Christ, then we know from what the Bible teaches, not the fashions of men, we know from what the Bible teaches that Paul McGuire can be considered a faithful minister, a faithful husband, a, a faithful watchman on the wall, a faithful Bible teacher. We can categorize Paul McGuire in all those things as being faithful, not because Paul McGuire is perfect, but because Paul McGuire has purpose in his heart and has endeavored to be faithful with all the assignments of ministry God has given. 
And so every one of you that are a regular listener to, to the program, the Paul McGuire Report, or read my books, see my videos, etc., every one of you, you are going to personally share with me in the, the collective reward we will all receive at the judgment seat of Christ. And you and I will be rewarded by Jesus for all the souls we save, the, the teaching of a biblical worldview, by acting as faithful watchmen on the wall, by teaching prophecy accurately. All those things that we have done for Jesus, we will be rewarded for at the judgment seat of Christ. And many of us, and that's up to, to God, will receive, because of that faithful service, many of us uh, will receive what's called the, the, uh, a crown, the soul winner's crown. And Jesus Christ will bestow upon us the soul winner's crown at the judgment seat of Christ. The, the saints of God, the believers in God, are all guaranteed to go into heaven. That's for sure, based on grace, on merit and favor. But uh, the believers in Jesus Christ, <clears throat> when they enter heaven, they will be rewarded, uh, and even before, at the judgment seat of Christ, they will be rewarded for their faithful service down here on earth. So every time you pray, like when I say on the Paul McGuire Report, you know, simply go to the Lord. I mean it. Go to the Lord. Ask Him uh, what you should contribute or donate financially to Paul McGuire Ministries in Paradise Mountain Church. And then, very simply, I always say, and then whatever the Lord tells you to do, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, simply obey the Lord. And if you obey the Lord and simply do what He tells you to do, God will reward you for that. It's really simple, and we all have different assignments and gifts and talents and abilities, but we're all required to be faithful. And that faithfulness works in our secular lives, our physical world reality lives, and our spiritual lives. So, for example, I'm a husband uh, and a father. <clears throat> I've had one wife, and I continue to have the same wife, Christina. Uh, for many years. By the grace of God, uh, I have been faithful to my wife, and that's important when you're evaluating a minister, because a minister who cannot be trusted to be faithful to his wife, Jesus raises the question, can that minister who is not faithful to his wife be faithful to the church of Jesus Christ, the bride of Christ? And he uses as a measurement whether or not a minister is faithful to his wife. Um, and is the minister faithful to the supernatural body of Christ or the bride of Christ? And that's a critical factor. Okay, so back, we're looking up at the sky. We see these weird patterns. That should cause us to, to uh, ask questions. Now, it's forgivable, depending upon how old you are. You may have grown up in a generation, many people have, where the only thing you've ever seen in your entire life is weird, artificially manufactured weather. 
So you don't know the difference. You can't make a comparison. <clears throat> but you, when you're conversing with people, every time you bring something up, and you don't have to be an expert in every field, a genius in every field, but every time you bring something up, a topic, like I bring stuff up all the time, you can imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet you, you can imagine. Um, the, 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 the critical thing is that the uh, people are going to challenge you. You say there's artificial weather, man-made weather. They will scoff and mock because because they're they're airheads. They're 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 in there's there's an empty zone in their head, and they don't they don't know anything. They have no facts. They don't look for facts. They're dummies. They're in a trance state. I mean, I'm talking about a serious a serious scientifically and technologically induced trance state. That's where they are. And our job is to wake them up out of the trance state. Why? Why? Why does God care about that? It's everything, man. It's absolutely everything. Because somebody in a trance state cannot be saved. You hear what I'm saying? I remember early when I was saved in Manhattan, New York City, uh, producing, prom promoting, and hosting giant contemporary Christian music uh, concerts with the, with the biggest artists of that time. And this was like, I don't know. Yeah, it was the late 60s and the early 70s. And back then, there was a whole different list of, of household name superstars that were Christian. And we had just about all of them at the Lambs Club. So um, we, we preached the gospel to New York City, which is a very cynical environment. Now, I had just... Well, no, I started researching, like I said, around third grade. But what happened was I kept bumping into people by the grace of God. Now, just this guy, I'm not going to name his name. I'm deliberately going to conceal it. But it just pops into my head. This guy was one of the elders of the church that I was ministering with for. And this guy was a very bright, very sharp, Ivy League type guy. Okay. Uh, physically, he looks like Superman. His wife is is a beautiful model, and he is a very strong, committed Christian that has a strong biblical worldview that affects his politics and affects his affects everything. I mean, he is a committed Christian with a biblical worldview, and uh, I remember, you know, we. Because I was ex-hippie, counterculture revolutionary. He knew that. But in Christ, we were brothers. And so we would kid around and talk. And, and he would, very lovingly, because he was trying to, to cheer me, disciple me in ways that other Christians wouldn't. And he was trying to get me up to speed about what was really going on in this world. Because back then, this was the late 60s, he knew all about the New World Order, where most Christians didn't. He knew about the coming global government. He knew what the, the agenda for the UN was. And I began to realize at, at, as a very young age, as a Christian, that there were two kinds of Christians, that there were both kinds claimed to be born again. Okay, so let's just assume that their, their claim is accurate. They claim to be born again, 
But in the two types of Christians, these two categories represent two different biblical worldviews. About 50% of the Christians are asleep and in a trance state and have no clue as to what's going on in America and the rest of the world. And then a, a smaller percentage, we, we, we didn't know what it was back then, but a smaller percentage of people, uh, their eyes, the Lord was opening their eyes, and they were understanding. God was giving them a biblical worldview, and they understood. And I understood because people taught me the validity, the rationale, the scientific evidence, the historical evidence for this global government, for the Trilateral Commission. All kinds of stuff. On top of it, this guy was a heavy duty. He was a cameraman, you know, for the big TV shows in Manhattan during the golden age of TV. And then he was also uh, he was a producer of hard hitting documentary films. And so he was a bright guy. Now, uh, people used to look at him like he was crazy, but you see, he did what all of us should be doing. He refused to allow himself to be marginalized or categorized as like a doofus. He refused that. He refused to be branded by some secular, you know, person who's full of themselves. And so he dressed impeccably. Um, This is probably not your style, and it's a long time ago, but he dressed like a guy named William F. Buckley that some of you know who was an intellectual on television and a conservative on television. And he had a particular look that used to be called the Brooks Brothers look. And it was a very, very conservative, very classy ties, shirts, suits, etc. So he dressed like that, very classy, you know, classy haircut. Uh, and, and he spoke uh, with eloquence and depth. And the way he dressed and the way he spoke opened all kinds of doors, doors of power to him. You see, you're praying to God, asking for God to open up doors of power to you or doors of employment to you or to promote you or to increase your income or whatever. You know this. I don't even have to tell you this. You know this. You've got to start with the basics. Start with the basics. And what are the basics? Your presentation, visually, you have to dress like who you say you are, okay? You have to have a haircut that says who you are, matches up with with your your brand, what you claim to be, who you claim to be. And all of these things together create in people's mind your brand, and they make associations about you and your capabilities and your knowledge, et cetera, et cetera, based on physical observations about you. So even though this guy, you know, technically could be called a conspiracy theorist, his resume was so heavy duty. He was the cameraman on the biggest shows, the biggest news shows. And we're talking about in the days when there were just three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. His, His wife was a gorgeous model. In Manhattan. He was elegant, well-dressed, you know, he was classy, his vocabulary. He looked, walked, talked, not like he was full of himself, but like, like a man who possessed gifting and talents, and he did. 
and and he didn't get thrown out of the wrestler's ring or the boxing ring. He didn't get thrown out of it because he spent time training himself, learning how to dress, learning how to verbally communicate. And so what I'm trying to say is that if you're going to battle in the spiritual battles with people who have an agenda to destroy uh, Christianity, such as this guy, uh, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, from the World Economic Forum, then you have to dress, act, talk, walk uh, in every in every way that we non-verbally communicate. You've got to communicate excellence, discipline, sharpness, and you know how the game is played. You have to do it that way. And if you're not willing to do it that way, then don't whine and cry and complain to God that you're not getting the promotion, that doors aren't opening, that you're 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 not career doors aren't opening. Okay, so things are not happening perhaps the way you wanted them to ha- to happen. But so often is the case. Not necessarily you, but people you know. You know what I'm talking about. They don't bother to dress for success. It sounds cheesy. It's the name of a book, but you can't be a success unless you dress for success. You're not super spiritual. You know, you have to shine your shoes. If you're a lady or a man or however you want to get them shined, you know, you've got to take care of business. So a woman, if she's going to wear makeup, how much? And whatever she does, it's got to be classy. Same with men. Dress in a classy manner. Because the reality is, America made a sensory uh, perception turning point in the 1950s that was announced by Marshall McLuhan, the famous doctor of uh, mass communications at the University of Toronto. And McLuhan had a famous saying that said, uh, the medium is the massage, or the medium is the message. And he basically reminded communicators that in our world today, the most important thing in communication is the visual. It's the symbolic. It's the visual presentation. That's what people are deciding to believe you or reject you based on image and image alone. And the the understanding of this rocked the world. So as Christians, our job is not to complain about a law that reflects on the immaturity uh, and ability of people's uh, of people to perceive character and wisdom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Our job is not to complain about that because that doesn't do any good. Our job is to understand the laws governing perception, symbolism image, uh, and know how to use those. That is our job. And so that we can be effective and powerful in our communication skills for the Lord. And the most important thing of all, I was listening to a, a lecture the other day, where this communication expert and this doctor, I think he was a medical doctor, and he said, a very famous one, he said, The number one thing is that you possess the content, you possess the inner knowledge, you possess the understanding and the facts. People will will 
will gravitate towards you if they're convinced that you and your inner man or woman know the facts, know the truth, have the documentation to back it up. You're just not running wild on a plantation somewhere. And that's how we win a nation. That's how you win your kids. That's how you win your friends and neighbors. It's a battle. Never forget it. It's a battle for the hearts and minds of mankind. It's the greatest battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world, which is the, the uh, title of uh, the book I wrote immediately before, Power from on High. And let me add that in the book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I do what I always do, is I, I analyze the puzzle pieces. I analyze the, the digital puzzle pieces of reality. I analyze the worldview. I analyze the collective perception. I analyze the virtual reality. I analyze the metaverse. But I just don't analyze it. I analyze it in relationship to um, a biblical worldview, a perception based on the mind of Christ. And so God has given me that gift. And so I'm constantly analyzing data and making sense out of data for people like you. And what happens is when non-believers run into somebody who actually can tell them what's going on in an intelligent, in-depth manner and interprets the puzzle pieces of reality for them, that person, that seeker, um, will consider that person who interprets the dream of reality, the dream of uh, this world, that person will uh, make an inner alliance with that person and psychologically bond with that person as a truthful and accurate uh, means of information and data, because people are starving for that. But, but that means you have to, the people in society all around us are making very quick decisions, and it's a sifting process where they sift in their mind internally whether or not a person is kind of like a conspiracy theorist not, not to be trusted, or they, they sift reality very quickly and determine that this person is highly credible, highly knowledgeable, their image matches up to your perception of what their image should be, and you begin to trust this person as a credible source of knowledge, understanding, and power up until the point that the Lord can actually use such a person under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Lord can use such a person to bring you into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and explain to you why the world works the way it does and how to make sense out of this out of this reality. Now um, I broke away to talk about the greatest battle of the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. And in this book, I have numerous, I call it, well, scientists call it predictive programming. As you know, I don't, quote, officially call myself a prophet. Uh, I have prophetic giftings. 
that are that I can prove and substantiate through the 38 books I've written that have uncannily projected uh, the future of our reality based on research, science, technology, analysis. And people respect that because it's not just a bunch of hot air. They respect that. And then they're open to receiving Christ if you present it to them in a straightforward and intelligent manner. Which reminds me, at this point in the Paul McGuire Report, we are, yes, in the greatest spiritual battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. I need your help now more than ever because there's a total, full-out war. That's right, a total, full-out war against any source of social media, any website, any podcast, any video, uh, any audio, any electronic communication, any digital communication whatsoever, and any person who's a communicator, or, or the words they use, I don't, any person who functions as an effective uh, influencer, again, not a term that I would use, uh, we are effective at Paul McGuire Ministries. That's why if you Look at the aggregate data. And when I say look at the aggregate data about the ministry and about the impact of the ministry, I'm saying you, you, you can't just look at one year, one month, one week, one day in an isolated manner and make an appraisal. You have to look at the large picture over the last, let's just say, 35 years. But it's been a lot longer than that. And over the last 35 years, if you if you look at or survey the aggregate data, you will see that in the internet all over the world, and using just about every search engine all over the world, and video and audio, and you know, on and on and on, you will notice that there are millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of articles written by me, uh, interviews with me, radio programs with me. Um, uh, podcasting with me, uh, films, every form of communication, History Channel specials, Fox News Network, you know, debating their brightest and most aggressive for 10 years, and on and on and on. And you see that the, the, the total aggregate, by adding up all the these appearances and, and communication of both a biblical worldview and biblical truth, that over the last 35 years, I've effectively reached millions and millions and millions and millions of people who would never normally be reached because of their bias to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God says you judge a tree by its fruit. So, so after 35 years of reaching millions and millions of people for the Lord, um, based on emails and letters and conversations with people, endlessly, I will inevitably run into people who have been personally saved through this ministry, or I run into people who have been saved through one of the media arms of this ministry, or I run into someone who's saved after reading one of my 38 books, uh, which is part of this ministry. And we are effective, because from day one, we never tried to be cute little, you know, I, I didn't try to be some cute little religious uh, Pillsbury Doughboy. You, you know what I mean by that? That, that commercial where the Pillsbury Doughboy, 
is like a gigantic float on Thanksgiving parade. And then in an advertising commercial with the Pillsbury Doughboy, the mom comes over and pokes his belly button with her finger, and he gives a cute little, I'm not going to imitate it, you know, a cute little cry out as only the Pillsbury Doughboy would. The key is to capture the imagination of human will through creativity. And this ministry effectively does that and has been doing that. We've been winning souls, that, and this has been verified over decades. So I'm asking you, in, in the heat of the spiritual battle, all I'm asking you is to do one thing. Go to your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't fake it. And simply ask God, Lord, what would you have me give or donate or contribute to Paul McGuire Ministries and Paradise Mount Church? And then whatever the Lord speaks to you, whatever the Lord puts on your heart, then simply obey the Lord Jesus Christ and give whatever the Lord tells you to give in terms of donations and contributions or whatever. And then help spread our links far and wide. Help people, help promote our different videos and audios. Help promote our books, our products, and our message and then help spread the links and the messages. Make sure you join all the different social media platforms we're on, because people look at those numbers, and those numbers determine whether or not we can gain entrance into certain cultures on the Internet. So I want to thank you for doing that. Okay, we're going to be back in just a moment. I need your help in fighting a spiritual war. There's a lot of people fighting, and they're doing a pretty good job of fighting a conservative war. Uh, and again, in the last few years, many are doing a very good job. But almost nobody is integrating a biblical worldview. No, almost nobody is integrating a biblical worldview with a political, economic, social, scientific, and technological worldview. So, so there's a void. And the void exists not only in our reality, not only in our national conversation, but the void exists in the intellect, the heart, the soul, the mind of the masses of Americans that can't seem to put it all together because they're, they're, they keep bumping their heads up against uh, not being able to process a biblical worldview, a spiritual worldview, with an intellectual, scientific, and technological world. And, and now is a critical time to do that. And you've got to be able to, 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 to prove it. So, for example, in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, I have quotes, and I tell the story of a speech that the former head of the CIA made in front of the Council uh, of Foreign Relations in Manhattan. And he made a speech before all these big-time media hotshots. And he talked about openly the fact that um, we now have the technology to control the weather. But he used the cover story. He said the reason we're using this technology now to control the weather is because uh, it helps us in our fight against climate change. Now, I don't particularly believe 
you that part of what you were saying was accurate. But there was a clear admission on his part that uh, our military-industrial complex, our scientific and technological complex, has been controlling the weather, modifying the weather, and all kinds of other ancillary uh, uh, strategic attacks as, to use a quote that the U.S. Army, the U.S. military, uses in one of their uh, up until recent uh, classified programs entitled, Who, uh, Who Will Own the Weather? Or Who Owns the Weather? 2025. So they're claiming that by 2025, they will totally own or control the weather. Now, the this head of the CIA uh, is saying that, for the first time, I mean, here's an authority figure saying the exact opposite about what all the other lying people are saying. He's saying, yeah, it is true. We have a massive military-industrial complex that is uh, conducting weather modification experiments on the American public and the weather in America and around the world. And we're doing that for the reason of climate change. But the point is, I have quote after quote after quote on him where he's saying that that is what they're doing. Okay? So for somebody to call you or me a conspiracy theorist, because we allegedly made up what the CIA director said, they don't know what they're talking about. They are clueless because the CIA director admitted to it openly and has for decades. So we fight this battle by having superior facts, superior documentation, and superior knowledge. And so it's very easy to win an argument against the rude and arrogant atheist who's trying to dominate the conversation. And instead of being timid and hiding in the corner, just calmly, with a smile on your face, try not to be arrogant, but just smile and uh, release a, a peaceful spiritual machine gun of thought bullets, not real bullets, but thought bullets, where you penetrate somebody's intellectual defenses, and the way you do that is with facts and with science, and that's how this entire thing works. Okay, I need you to go to paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, spread these messages far and wide. I need you to ask the Lord, Lord, what can I do to stand with Paul McGuire and Paradise Mountain Church Ministries, and then join with us. And if you're not joining me, then I trust that you're obeying the Lord somewhere in your life, and you're joining somebody else. Okay? This is not the time for copying out. Okay. Together, and let me emphasize the word, together we can turn the tide of the spiritual battle in America. And this is what we must do. So visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. I'm Paul McGuire. Spread our messages, our video, our media. Spread it fast and furious, far and wide, all over planet Earth. And back it with prayer. Oh, also, I need your intercessory prayers. For me, my family, this ministry, people associated with this ministry, 
I need you to wage war in the heavenlies and pray for us and engage in high-level intercessory warfare. Because ultimately, this warfare is one in the spiritual dimension, uh, and it's in the spiritual dimension that uh, God has given us the ultimate authority. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. Remember to visit paulmcguire.us, paulmcguire.us, and let's take back America, man. I'm serious. I mean, this is not like, oh, gee, should we? It's a no-brainer. Of course we should. Of course we should. We have an obligation to. All right, this is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. By the way, a great gift that would share the light of Christ, impart a biblical worldview, and most importantly, plant seeds of evangelism that will win people to Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And you can do that by using the books that I've written, like Power from One High, The Greatest Battle, and the other books, all discounted heavily right now at paulmcguire.us. And and this is what I used to do before I started writing my own books. For for decades in my life, whenever I gave people a Christmas present, I always went to a place and bought a Christian book that I believed in, that I believe had had a message for a particular individual. I didn't buy him a tie or something like that. That's fine, but they can get that anywhere. How many people do they know, these people, men and women, that will actually take a risk and open the door to give them eternal life? See, that's the kind of gift giver you want to be. You want to be popular at the Christmas party or whatever? Yeah, I know you don't believe in Christmas. I don't want to get into that argument. I don't believe in Christmas either in terms of its Babylonian origins that came from ancient Babylon. At the time of the Tower of Babel, I don't. I, that's not the God I worship. So the key is that we have to find a creative. You know, if somebody hates baseball, let's say you're buying a, a book, and it, it's a biography of a famous Christian professional baseball player. Okay, that's feasible. That could potentially reach him if it was interesting in terms of the baseball. But you know. The book has to grab his mind in an area that interests him. The same with females. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> so in my books, I one of the rules is never be boring. You know, it it should be like a like a ride, a wild ride, and without you even realizing it, when you're reading one of my books, you are getting a divine download of wisdom and knowledge. And so I give the facts and documentation. This is what knocks the ball out of the ballpark. So, you know, quotes that other people don't have from legitimate sources about how the head of the CIA spoke to the Trilateral Commission and delivered a speech openly admitting that uh, our, our intelligence agencies were using chemtrails to modify the weather for the last 25 or 30 years. But the cover story was that they were doing it to protect us from climate change. But, 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 the, but that's not the point. The point is that's, that was the first admission by a major player 
that yes, we have the technology, and yes, we are modifying the weather. Now, I've been talking about this for decades, that's right, decades in my books, because I've authored 38 books, not to mention the countless articles and interviews, etc., etc. And in these books, if you go way back, you can check the copyright. I'm talking about uh, weather engineering, modifying the weather, you know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago. That's just one topic. Just one topic. And I personally researched and did a deep dive in every single area. Why? Because if I come up with a bold statement like uh, that, that in a certain percentage of the chemtrails that are being sprayed in the atmosphere above America, that those chemtrails uh, allegedly contain uh, the chemical lithium, which is a tranquilizer and a mineral, uh, that they allegedly claim, uh, contain fluoride, which is a tranquilizer, and uh, they claim that it prevents cavities. I, I haven't found any evidence to prove that. But the chemtrails allegedly contain heavy metals, things like graphene oxide, whoa, uh, uh, fluoride, which is a tranquilizer, a dumbing down drug, and uh, uh, lithium, which is uh, a tranquilizer being used for the, in the last 300 years. So why are they lacing the skies with psychoactive drugs that change your state of consciousness. They want you calmed down, obviously. <clears throat> Somebody wants you to chill out, because people in a calmed-down mood are people that walk around in a daze, which is another way of saying people that are in a calmed-down, sedated mood, uh, state of consciousness, are people that have, they, they cannot be aware of or activate their critical thinking functioning. Their critical thinking functioning has been switched off by breathing in, breathing in the lithium and the fluoride and the other chemicals uh, being dispersed from chemtrails. Oh, and also, when people breathe in, listen to this, okay? I'm not saying this just to be, uh, just to say it. I'm downloading, spoon-feeding you high-powered information that will enable you to win spiritual warfare all around you. You're supposed to be, for crying out loud, a man or a woman of enormous spiritual power and enormous spiritual wisdom and knowledge that is power. That's what God wants you to be, okay? So that when you walk in the room, not because of pride, but people respect you. They know that you are one of these Christians that are the real deal. When you pray, miracles occur. You know the, your faith. You know the Word of God. You know the Bible. You are a man or a woman to be contended with on the spiritual battlefields. And you're the type of person that the devil trembles in their boots against. Because you're armed spiritually and dangerous spiritually. You're not the Pillsbury Doughboy or the Pillsbury Doughgirl. Okay, so going back 25, 30 years, I'm writing on chemtrails, and I'm doing research. And I discover, it's inevitably, I discover these mind-blowing 
things like synchronicity, but I'm not like totally embracing synchronicity because yes, I realized because I double checked my research that synchronicity as as promoted by people like uh, uh, Carl Jung and others and certain uh, physicists is not a completely kosher system of uh, physics. It opens up some tremendous doors, but it needs additional research to secure the integrity of other doors. So, um, but it's important to understand that that going back, let's see, the book I have in my hand is called The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World. Copyright date on this was when? 2019. Okay, so in this book in 2019, I talk about the Illuminati bloodline families that rule the world. I talk about the secret occult destiny of America. I talk about the ancient League of Nations or one world government. Uh, I talk about how all the elite got their ideas for being god kings or philosopher kings, that the elite got them from the Greek philosopher Plato. And I quote Plato, who called for a one-world government. And uh, let's see. Then, I, in my book, The Greatest Battle, I talk about the Lord Francis Bacon and Lord Francis Bacon's assertion and belief that America was to become the new Atlantis. That's why when you turn uh, over the back of a U.S. $1 bill, you see on the right-hand side a bird. That bird is not a turkey, okay? The bird is a legendary phoenix bird. In occult legends, the phoenix bird was burnt up into ashes, and then supernaturally, as the phoenix bird was burnt up into ashes, it began to supernaturally come together and resurrect from the dead. So the ancient occult expression goes that the New World Order rises, listen to me, the New World Order rises from the ashes of the old. Now that's an occult statement used by Sir Francis Bacon, but that's also a specific lyric in a Led Zeppelin song that I used to listen to when I was, you know, wild and crazy. And the lyric in the Led Zeppelin song was that the New World Order will rise from the ashes of the old. So the, so, so the occult teaching was that the old order will be burned up and consumed in flames, manufactured crisis, or order out of chaos, and the old world order will rise from the ashes of the old. And that's what Sir Francis Bacon was all about. So Sir Francis Bacon believed that America was supposed to be the new Atlantis. And this is what you've got to understand. You've got, you know, quit playing checkers. We live in virtual realities. We live in virtual worlds. We, we you know, artificial intelligence. It's time. To, to stop playing checkers. Checkers are for people in the 1700s and the 1600s. Checkers is not a mind-accelerating game for 
cutting-edge people. So, in the book, The Greatest Battle, I expose the, the secrets behind the secret occult destiny of America. And here's the secret. Sir Francis Bacon and Sir John Dee, who were the high, high-level spiritual occultic advisors uh, to the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, they, especially Sir John Dee at first, they learned how to communicate eloquently with the Enochian, Enochian angels. These Enochian angels were the same fallen angels that um, Enoch talks about in the book of Enoch. And in the book of Enoch, which is referenced to in the Bible in numerous places, when the fallen angels descend upon Mount Hermon near Israel and Jerusalem, when the fallen angels descend upon Mount Hermon, they impregnate human women, intermingling their fallen angel DNA with, with human female DNA, creating a hybrid race of uh, a, mis, a mix match of genetic code, coding, and DNA. So, in the Book of Enoch, we realize that these fallen angels that, that they talk about in the Book of Enoch, these fallen angels were, were, were intermingling with human women who were producing babies that had the synthetic DNA, which was a combination of human DNA and fallen angel DNA. Now, Right now, as we fast forward, fast and furious, into the future, we see that the whole world is kind of like on a virtual repeat mechanism and mode. We're repeating history because we're going back in time, gathering the great secret truths of history, and we're taking the secret occult truths of history, and we're rebooting them, in our present so-called New World Order, which is now called uh, the Global Reset. And we see that the entire, from a, from a biological, scientific, science of eugenics perspective, we see that, uh, that the scientists, the, the technology, uh, euthanasia, the science of eugenics, the science of selective breeding, and that entire spectrum of sciences that falls under the umbrella of transhumanism, which was developed and pioneered and promoted by um, Sir Aldous Huxley of Brave New World and pioneered and promoted by uh, Sir Julian Huxley, who was the father of transhumanism, and Julian Huxley, who was uh, the head of the transhumanism movement and the head of the, the uh, uh, genetic engineering movement that would make would, they 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 banded together the scientists in in the time of the Oxleys they banded together to create uh, a new kind of humanity where men would be both gods they would be god kings. And that's what's happening in our time. So, the secret occult secret, the secret scientific secret, underneath and hidden and behind 
what is called the Global Reset, which is just a rebranding of uh, <clears throat> what was formerly called the New World Order, with the global government, the global economic system, and global religion. That was the goal for Mystery Babylon. That was the coding for Mystery Babylon. Now that takes us right up to the present moment where the fallen angels have returned, the interdimensional entities have returned, as Enoch said they would return, and once again, these interdimensional entities, these fallen angels, are mating, they're having sexual intercourse, or mating with human females and human female DNA. The co-mingling of the human female DNA with the, with the fallen angel DNA is now producing a hybrid race, which is an ungodly mixture of fallen angel DNA and human female DNA. And why this is of uh, all the alarm bells should be going off in the minds of every pastor and every Christian in the world your alarm bell should be going off because one of the most powerful prophetic statements that God has ever given us regarding the nearness of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and his return to this earth is not only the super signs, the prophetic super signs outlined by Christ in Matthew 24 and 25, where Christ warns about the, the, the freak weather and tsunamis and the earthquakes and uh, all these, uh, uh, you know, weather storms and diseases and droughts, all this freak weather, all this, you know, the world is turning upside down. All of these things Jesus Christ warned about would increase during the last days. Droughts, wars, and rumors of wars, and on and on. Now, uh, in addition one of the most, most pivotal moments in human history is whenever we're reading the Bible and we're studying human history accurately, when we come upon passages of Scripture which alert us to, and, and they're highly documented, when we come, against, uh, come, against, come up against passages of Scripture which teach us that the Bible uh, talks about certain ages in mankind's history where uh, human women were were having uh, uh, mating with uh, fallen angels and uh, the Nephilim and the Rephium, and the intermingling produced uh, uh, a genetic hybrid race that was that was part human and part fallen angel, a genetic hybrid race. And so this is what's happening in our time period. The essence of the science of transhumanism is built on the foundational idea introduced by Satan to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. That's where Satan tempted Adam and Eve to eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. And then Satan told Adam and Eve, because in the day that you do that, you will be like gods. So, so Satan was indwelling a serpent of old, and while Satan was indwelling a serpent of old, a serpent of old, uh, Satan told Adam and Eve that if they disobeyed God and rejected the Word of God and ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the Garden of Eden, that they would become like gods, knowing the difference between good and evil. 
And this was very tempting to, to Eve and Adam, that they would become like gods. And this is the message that Satan has been telling mankind for thousands and thousands of years. If you build heaven on earth, you will become like gods. If you do this, this, and the other, you will receive powers, supernatural powers, that will make you like gods. So now, in our time, the scientific technological platform upon which the global reset is, is built, the global reset, uh, which is this global resetting of everything on planet Earth, is triggered by the science of euthanasia and the science of transhumanism. Euthanasia is when you you manipulate an animal or a human being's genetic code, or you alter them genetically for your purposes. So God warns us and warns the human race not to do that. And that's said in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3. Over and over again, God says, you know, or to mix or mate with your own kind or with it in your own species. So over and over again, like a mantra, God is telling his people to only mate within their own species. And the same thing with the animals and the birds and everything else. You are to mate only within your own species. And the rest of it is forbidden by God. So um, it is forbidden by God to mate with an animal. So, what happens here? Uh, in our time period, the secrets of the ages, the secrets of science and technology have been rediscovered. What's igniting the global reset is computer technology, uh, a one-world economic system, a one-world nanochip implant, a hive mind, a world brain. What's igniting the global reset is exactly the spirit of mystery Babylon outlined in the book of Revelation, with Babylon the harlot and the one world government, the one world religion, and the one world economic system that will rise to power in the last days, and the kings of the earth and the mighty men of the earth will will fornicate uh, with the great harlot. Mystery Babylon, and she symbolizes this current world occult economic system. So this current world economic system is symbolized by a spiritually corrupt woman. Now, to take the deep dive, you've got to do some breathing, and then you've got to plunge into the water, hold your breath, and get get the data that's going to send set people free. I talk all about this in, in Power from on High. So, <clears throat> we see constantly in the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, that whenever the human race cross over the line genetically and began intermingling and interbreeding with the seed of the serpent or the seed of animals mixing with the seed of human beings, you have uh, a hybrid species, and this hybrid species manifests itself with different, unique physical characteristics, such as they were giants, like they were giants in the land of Canaan. 
They were physically very strong. They often had six fingers on a, on a palm. Uh, they were mighty warriors. They possessed advanced, advanced knowledge of science and technology uh, and other very advanced areas of understanding. So when the fallen angels, under assignment from Lucifer, came down to the earth, they first came down and landed on Mount Hermon, not that far away from Jerusalem. The fallen angels landed on Mount Hermon, and they gave to mankind, well, first of all, they were sexually attracted to human, human females, and so uh, the fallen angels mated sexually with human females, producing the hybrid race of the Nephilim or the Rephim. And then, the other critical thing is, this had been going on for a while. So in addition to human women mating with uh, uh, Nephilim and Rephium and fallen angels, human females were, were also uh, uh, giving birth to, these, to this mixed species of super smart, super giant, super strong uh, god kings that could do highly unusual things. So when the Nephilim or the Rephium and the fallen angels landed on Mount Hermon, these high-ranking fallen angels entered Mount Hermon with all kinds of advanced science and technology, all kinds of advanced mathematics, mathematical equations, uh, advanced mathematical, uh, astrological sciences, also integrating occultic astrological sciences, that would be integrated with um, uh, the occult, psychic power, uh, astrology, uh, uh, telepathy, remote viewing, all of those things would be mixed or integrated with the highly advanced sciences and technologies that the Nephilim, the fallen angels, and the Rephium were given. Uh, by the fallen angels, the Nephilim and Rephium were given all this advanced technology. So the Rephium, the Nephilim, the, the new species that consisted of fallen angels and human women, they had advanced technology, advanced science. They had advanced techniques in teaching women how to wear makeup, the arts of seduction, uh, uh, agricultural things, uh, replanting and reusing. The soil, organics, nutrients, growth, and then the fallen angel technology consisted of interdimensional flying machines. The fallen angel technology consisted of time machines and eugenic machines and uh, uh, longevity machines and youthfulness machines and kind of superpowers uh, were granted to the fallen angels that they passed on to human men and human females that are in full operation now. And so the Great Reset <clears throat> has harnessed the occult, technological, scientific power of the Nazi rocket scientists, the Nazi mind control scientists, the, the Nazi... Uh, uh, MK Ultra scientists, all of these occultic Nazi scientists that were experts in brainwashing, 
and, and rocket science and mind control science and other types of sciences, eugenics, genetic modification sciences, the fallen angels gave all these highly advanced sciences um, to, at different periods of history, to certain kingdoms, to the Nazis, uh, to, to certain nations during World War II. And um, this is why the Nazis had so many highly unusual advancements and futuristic discoveries that allowed the Nazi flying saucers to be built, the Nazi submarines that went under the ice of Antarctica, the, the, uh, the B-2 rockets and the other rockets, the anti-gravity machines produced by the Nazis, the, the experimentation with remote viewing, mental telepathy, uh, by the Nazi rocket scientists. Um, the Nazi rocket scientists were hundreds and hundreds of years beyond America. They, they had fully advanced rocket travel and rocket sciences available to them. And then, during Operation Paperclip, uh, around 1947, the U.S. military secretly brought in, under a top-secret project, they, they secretly smuggled in over 15,000 Nazi rocket scientists, Nazi mind control scientists, and Nazi uh, uh, genetic scientists. And that gave them a military superiority over the, the, uh, Hitler and his uh, super soldiers, etc., etc. They had a significant advantage. So now here we are today. And we have these intelligence agencies, and we have DARPA, and we have NASA, and an endless uh, galaxy of futuristic sciences and technology and rockets and space travel, et cetera, et cetera, uh, are all being developed at cutting-edge speed so that the billionaire class on Earth, the trillionaire class on Earth, who have already been genetically modifying themselves through in-house breeding for centuries, but the, the genetically, they claim to be superior elite, the genetic, genetically superior globalist elite, um, are supposedly built with superior DNA uh, and are stronger and intellectually more powerful. And, and I, you see, you build upon truth. One truth after another builds upon one after another. And so in my books that go back decades, they're sequential. I keep increasing the intensity and the volume of truth. And truth brings about power, and knowledge brings about power. As you go from one book to the next book to the next book to the next book, do you read all 38 books? There's the detonation of the dunamis, the dynamite power of God that opens up in the invisible realm uh, futuristic technologies, futuristic sciences that, that will allow mankind to transcend most of its problems. And that's where we are now. So, so the platform by which the uh, Great Reset operates on is first and foremost. Yes, economics and the embedded microchip implant. Another 
platform for the Great Reset is eugenics, the science of eugenics and genetic engineering, and the artificial manufacturing of synthetic DNA, uh, euthanasia, genetic, man-made genetic DNA, virtual genetic DNA. And so we have secret laboratories all across the United States and China and the world. We have secret laboratories hidden everywhere, which are futuristic science fiction-like laboratories that are genetically modifying human beings so that genetically modified human beings like transhumanists, genetic, genetically beyond, beyond human, uh, these people will be, according to the transhumanists, superior, and they will rule the world through artificial intelligence, robotics, and for attempting to be like gods. And that's what's happening with lightning speed. Now, I build upon these truths one after another in my books. So let me give you an example. I do a deep dive in my books, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1, and then A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 2. I do a deep dive in my books about the nature, the history, and the reality of the Nazi rocket program, the Nazi mind control program, the Nazi MKUltra program. I do a deep dive into all of these secret programs. In fact, that the Nazi scientists were secretly meeting with the, with the occultic, beautiful, clairvoyant maidens who were telepathic and used things like ESP and remote viewing to seek out on a psychic basis remote locations and assemble all the formulas and the technologies and the inventions that were that were hidden away. The clairvoyant maidens taught the, the Nazi scientists how they could use their psychic powers to recover and uncover these deep occult supernatural weapons and technologies. And Russia did the same thing. And so when you talk about CERN today, and we talked about this the other day, I want to zoom in on it. In my book, my brand new book, uh, Power from on High, which you must read, in my book, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, in my book, Conquering the Matrix, in my book, uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, and all my other books, I build on a sequential uh, acceleration of knowledge and power that will allow you not to be a weird, fanatical, crazy who happens to be labeled as a Christian, but the teaching in my books based on God's Word will allow you, empower you, and enable you to receive God's ultimate secret spiritual weapon which is to be clothed with power from on high and to receive power from on high. So that greater that he that is in you than he that is in the world. And it is the desire of God and the will of God for his children to be totally victorious in the spiritual battle by being clothed with power from on high. And that's what God is calling us to do in this great last day's battle for the hearts and souls of mankind in the history of the world. That's where we are in human history. So it's two things that are needed. 
the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit, and then on the left-hand side of what is needed is a biblical worldview that encompasses science, psychology, theology, and other disciplines of study. And when you marry those two things together, it's the equivalent of producing power from on high. Power from on high comes from the word dunamis, which means the dynamite, explosive power of God. The, the biblical concept is dunamis means when you assemble the dynamite, explosive power of God, it detonates in the invisible realm, and it goes off like highly explosive dynamite and blows apart the satanic enemy's Luciferian strongholds and allows us to be victorious uh, in one spiritual battlefront after the other. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Be sure to visit paulmcguire.us. And this is what, you know, this is what I used to do. I used to read 50 books a month easily. But I would, depending upon, I mean, obviously I've written books, but if I hadn't been the author of these books, and I had heard somebody tell me about these books the way I just did to you, I would have bought a whole bunch of these books, the, the important ones in sequential order, which are discounted for you right now, by the way, at paulmcguire.us. So I would buy right now, before we run out of stock, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind in the History of the World, Conquering the Matrix, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and Volume 2, The Day the Dollar Died, and, and other books like Are You Ready? which was a mega, mega best-selling book when it first came out. And the only reason I offer it is people still ask for it because it successfully and accurately predicted the future. Unlike very few books have. So, um, we can win this thing if we will use the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So let's partner together to do just that, and let us yield ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to clothe us with power from on high. And then let's do exactly and precisely what Jesus Christ told us to do, which is to, after we are clothed with power from on high, we operate and exercise the supernatural authority that God has given us. Um, so that we can triumph over the devil and occupy the land as we exercise power from on high. Okay, God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us now. Uh, get your copies of the books, especially Power from on High. Uh, get them as spiritual gifts. They cover a wild range of topics, and they're not written for a boring, overly traditional Christian audience. That's not to say that they're not Christian, but they're not boring Christian books. And so, uh, visit paulmcguire.us and do this. Join me, and together we can take back America. Why? 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 Because all things are possible with God. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And no matter how intense it looks, no matter how tempting 
you may be to give in to fear, guess what? Fear is not an option. Fear is not an option. And this is this isn't just a bunch of hyped up motivational, you know, Tony Robbins slash motivational messages. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about I'm talking about power from on high. I'm talking about, you know, overcoming the land, conquering the giants. I'm talking about doing all of the things that God called us to do in the last days. Because when you receive power from on high, the dunamis, it not only changes your perception, but it changes the the perception of your enemies, the people that are set out to destroy you. So visit paulmcguire.us and, and give these gifts as gifts. And as you do that, and, and do it as you pray. I mean, just don't give it to give it to somebody. That's a waste. Ask the Lord. The Lord will put it on your heart who to give the gifts of the books to. The Lord will put it on your heart who to give the books to. And then you obey the Lord. If you have a check in your spirit or you sense that, hey, this is this is not going to work. This is going to boomerang. Well, then don't give the book to somebody whose heart is hard or is not ready at this particular moment. But make sure you don't judge people superficially. Give the book to people that the Lord tells you to give it to, and then pray over it, and you'll be amazed at what happens. Okay, God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a second. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. I have been told for years, and I thank God for that, because it wasn't me. It was the Lord working through me. But I've been told for years that my books, my 38 books, many of my messages, etc., have accurately predicted in detail uh, the future of what was going to happen in America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Everything from technological transformations, scientific transformations, the reordering of a global society. I mean, in, in meticulous detail, I have outlined for you, the readers, uh, decade after decade, for as far back as I can remember. And I have overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly been accurate. And that is because I don't run around, uh, you know, strutting myself and pretending that that I'm some special and unique prophet. See, the problem with that is once you call yourself a special and unique prophet, you've basically insinuated that nobody can disagree with you because, after all, who can disagree with God's prophet? Well, that's a spiritual con game. That's, that's, you know, what doctrines of demons do. Many of the greatest people I know in terms of prophets, past and present, never claimed to be prophets. They, they called themselves Bible teachers, evangelists, pastors, and based on their study of the Word of God, based on their prayer life, based on uh, their uh, seeking the face of God, based on their not departing from the truths of the Word of God, and based on analyzing 
contemporary trends and extending them out into the future, especially sciences and technology and psychologies, et cetera, et cetera, God can equip men and women, and God does equip men and women to to uh, exercise what I call prophetic gifts, which is simply saying that they're gifted prophetically, that God has gifted their minds prophetically, anointed their minds prophetic, uh, prophetically through the power of the Holy Spirit, to, to look at something that is confusing, a mess, and, and needs clarification, and God has gifted such individuals to bring uh, enormous clarity and clarification uh, to men and women who, who work their gift. They develop their gift. They study, they research, they study the Bible. And, you know, when you, when you are rightly dividing the Word of God, which requires work, by the way, God will open up all kinds of enormous doors of understanding. Now, you know, that means when when I'm talking about myself or others in, in a similar calling, God uses me all the time prophetically. I you'll never hear me call myself a prophet. But that doesn't mean God doesn't use me prophetically, because he does, and he uses other people prophetically. The key is my track record. How many times am I accurate versus am I wrong all the time? Because according to the Old Testament, if you're wrong even once when you make a prophecy, according to Old Testament law, you're supposed to be stoned to death. So, in these last couple of presidential elections, the last seasons of political nihilism and and, anarchy and stuff, we kept, the body of Christ in America kept re-encountering over and over again the same set of problems, which was all these mysterious voices began to appear, like Q, uh, certain intelligence agencies, so-called whistleblowers from certain intelligence agencies, the steady stream of self-proclaimed prophets who would get up on national TV claiming that God supernaturally told them what was going to happen to to this president or that president or whatever. But it didn't surprise me, and it shouldn't have surprised you. The fact of the matter is that all these so-called prophets were making false prophecies. They were not accurate. And they were not accurate because they were not prophesying from the Spirit of the Lord. Remember, supernatural prophecies can go, often go, hand in hand, with the written Word of God, close communion with Jesus Christ and praying to God, and intensive, intensive research into geopolitical studies, governmental studies, globalist studies, you know, a whole spectrum of studies. And so after ministry for me, I have to spend an enormous amount of time in addition to doing all my full-time duties as a minister, a father, a husband, the pastor of a local church, in addition to doing all that, I have to devote a considerable amount of time learning how to download or speed read as fast as I can 
very accurate data, documentation, historical references, and, and other input, input, which will give me a super clarification of what's really going on. And, and, and that's how the Lord works. Now, yes, the Lord anoints me with the power of his Holy Spirit. Yes, the Lord leads me to go here and not there. Yes, the Lord opens up my eyes. Yes, the Lord literally guides and pulls me in this direction and pulls me away from that direction. This is on a constant basis. But if I, Paul McGuire, or anybody else who seeks to minister to people, if I forget to, to place my emphasis on integrity before the Lord and walking in humility before the Lord, then I'm just going to be another clanging cymbal and banging, you know, tambourine. I'm just going to be a noisemaker, adding to the collective confusion. So, in the time period that we're in, there are very smart people, and you know some of them, on the job and everything else. And they, because of what's happened in the last two years, they are on the hunt. They are on the lookout for reliable, accurate data content, truthfulness, and information. And reliability and credibility is absolutely everything to these people. Now, the Lord is desirous of positioning you as someone who can prophetically lead them, counsel them, guide them, instruct them according to the Word of God and according to an advanced knowledge of the Word of God. And so the Lord, if, if you have taken the time to be prepared, if you have taken the time to be prepared, the Lord will use you, the Lord will move around the furniture in your life, so to speak, and then the Lord will elevate you, the Lord will promote you, and the Lord will enhance your knowledge on a quantum level. The Lord will do all of this for you as long as when the day is done, the Lord can be confident that you are going to be a trustworthy, faithful messenger of Almighty God, because millions of souls hang in the balance. Uh, millions of, of people around the world need to hear the truth and need to have the lies exposed. Today in America, the reason we have a weak and anemic church is because the church. Uh, steadfastly refuses to digest a diet of high-powered, uh, agape-love, dunamis-powered nutrition that, that makes it possible to be a victorious spiritual warrior for the kingdom of God. So, we do the preparation, we allow the Lord to develop our gifts, and then we advance and move forward as the Lord directs us, as the Lord guides us, we move, we move forward faithfully, and then we obey the specific commandments that the Lord gives us. And so, uh, he says, go to the right, we go to the right. He says, go to the left, go to the left. And then the Lord wants to plant you and me, wherever you are on planet Earth, the Lord wants to plant our lives in different communities, in different households of faith, in different uh, households of uh, 
uh, a family faith so that in, in every one of the, these households that we're being planted in spiritually, it's the Lord's desire that we should give forth plenteous, uh, listen to me, I didn't pronounce it right, but I'm not going to go back. You know what I'm saying? That, the, that, that we would be in the, in the birthing of fruit, plenteous. That, that we would bear fruit abundantly. And, and as we bear fruit abundantly, because the, the power of the Holy Spirit, power from one eye, is immersing us and flowing through us, the rivers of living water are flowing through us, that releases the supernatural power of God that can break the direction of demonic armies, it can shatter attacks of the evil one, and it can give you and I the supernatural, extraordinary power to be more than overcomers in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay, so here's where we are. When you read my books in succession at paulmcguire.us, you will notice that they're designed to be read. They can be read actually any way you want to read them. Me, how I read them, I read it. I read my books any way I want to read them. The, the way that's the most fun and makes the most sense. That's how I read my books. But the other part of reading my books is, is I recognize that, and I don't hold to it steadfast, but, but I allow the Lord to incre incrementally take me up steps of learning and knowledge so that I start out on the bottom steps, and after a period of time, I'm ascending in my knowledge and understanding of what's going on. I'm, I'm taking ascending steps. Now, once I've taken the ascending steps, uh, I become a, a man of God or a woman of God. And I have then, and only then, the supernatural power, known as being clothed with power from on high. After I'm clothed with power from on high, I have the supernatural power to overcome the evil one and all of his devices. Because this is where we are now in history is the final battle for the hearts and minds of mankind in the history of the world. This is it. The genetic engineering facet of it is just one but all important part of this last day's battle. And the, the battle for eugenics is critical because it was outlined by Huxley in Brave New World and George Orwell's 1984, where they deliberately designed through genetic engineering and genetic modification they deliberately designed human beings to be born in, in a kind of like Hindu caste system, so that you were born with a particular level of intelligence, a particular level of gifting, a particular height, a particular brain power, and you had all these gifts and abilities that could grant you power and wealth and position of a very high status. And the key is you, you are supposed to be faithful as you incrementally uh, walk up these steps, <clears throat> these steps of power. Okay, I'm Paul McGuire. You've been listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Send out this message and our other messages far and wide. Join our lists, our e-blast lists, our podcasts, our video. Spread it far and wide. Ask the Lord to give you a prayer burden and pray for us through intercessory prayer warfare. And recognize that what happens 
in, in America and the world today, in the next coming months and the next within the next year, we're going to see a, a cascade of, of potentially human extinction level events that could constitute things like <clears throat> regional thermonuclear war, um, uh, an electromagnetic pulse weapon that short circuits all EMF frequency-driven technology. Uh, there are an endless ranges of diseases, both biological and chemical and, and radiological, which can poison, kill, destroy the immune system. And God does not want us to be stupid. There are, check with a doctor that knows this area, there are numerous nutritional supplements and things of that nature that are known specifically for pulling heavy metal poisons out of your body and brain that prevent cancer and Alzheimer's and everything else. So there are chemicals that pull out fluoride, uh, chemicals that pull out uh, lithium, radiation, radiation poisoning, uh, aluminum, things that give you Alzheimer's disease. And if you were be willing to buckle down and gain knowledge and wisdom, you don't have to be trapped or, or coerced or brought down by these things. So, together we can take back the land on Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. And remember that just because this globalist elite has, has anointed themselves as a kind of collective messiah system, the validity of their anointing is contingent upon whether or not there is value in their anointing. In other words, the anointing they claim to have is only as good as to the degree that they have acquired the knowledge, the power, the discipline, and the excellence to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Now, if they have done that, and they have now become more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, then yes, by all means, we should, by faith, receive the power of the Holy Spirit. By faith, we should be clothed with power from on high. And by faith, we should overcome the demonic powers, the principalities and powers, the dark, unseen forces of evil in heavenly places. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.